Hi, kings and queens. This is still sharp and still. Kings and queens, welcome back. This is your boy Job Pat, and we here feature on the virtual podcast tour. Before I even start, gotta introduce my brother, the other founder to this. You know platform. the vibes. You know the vibes. Your yeah. boy, Mister Lovers Love Family. If you didn't do it already, please hit that subscribe button. You know whatever you take from us, you learn and you grow with it. Whatever we take from you, we learn and we grow with it as well. Like, comment, and share, guys. And today, I'm um, definitely going to introduce Black Excellence, Black Victory on all horizon again. And speaking of horizon, this is in Ohio. Absolutely, so we yeah. in Brooklyn, my man in Ohio, um, Mr. Sizzle himself. I'm going to let him introduce himself to the world and what he does and what he is asset to the, to the Black culture. So talk dirty, King. Talk about it. Hey, yo. So my name is Sizzle. You know what I'm saying? I'm the founder of Crafted Culture Brewing Company. We are the first Black-owned brewery in central Ohio. Um, you know, for me, it's really just about uh, a redistribution of wealth and getting some balance to this equation that is black dollars in an industry without enough black representation. So bravo to you, King. Like we're gonna just definitely commend up, you, yeah. Highlight that bro. Applaud you because it sounds like you're really trying to um bring back to the block. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. That's our, our whole thing. We say beer the change. You know, it started off as a joke, but I say, you know, after we finished laughing, I was like, yo, beer is really going to change my community in a positive manner, you know, because we all grew up, beer beat the block back in the day. You know what I'm saying? We all saw that cat with the 40 and the oily U.S. Army field jacket, you know what I'm saying? Begging for the spare change. But beer did that and didn't put no dollars back in our community. It just took money out. So we said we're going to put money back in. We're gonna put effort back in. We're gonna put positivity back in the in the community through this industry. Now you you gonna sound like you wanna change the dynamic, and I and I applaud you again. I applaud you and the people that you're around because it seems like you got a lot of positive people around you, and I love it because you need you need a good team. I tell you that much. We couldn't be where we're at right now without a good team. Yeah, you know right, right. I lift my hands, baby. I lift my hands. <laughs> now all of this, bro, because honestly, that's that's tough to do to start your own black brewing company in a place where it never started at. it was no existence so bravo to you what made you get into the industry for the most part uh honestly like i got into the industry out of envy if there was anything else you know i was envious of the quality of life that a lot of the people in the industry had right i got to see it because i was managing bar right as i'm managing the bar you know the reps come in they come see you before you open up the day you know what i'm saying like all these reps they working from like nine to one going to visit all their accounts they come in, they talk to you, they bring you some beer to try, boom, boom, boom. Then they leave. A lot of times they would come back on like Friday nights and Saturday nights with their company credit cards. And they start spending money at the bar, like kind of buying their beer back. And I was like, also oh, your company like just gives you a card and you get to go party with that joint. It was like, yeah, but that's kind of dope. Then I found out that every payday, these cats was getting like two cases of beer given to them from the companies they work for. I'm like, so wait a minute, man, you get two cases of beer, right? Every payday. And on top of that, your company back. gives you the card to go party on the weekend. Yeah, you got a limit, but I'm like, do you pay for beer, bro? And they were like, nah, not really. Mm. So I was like, bro, you home for dinner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For those of us who have kids, you can tuck your kids in the bed and then you go back out and party afterwards. Yeah. I was like, man, I need that. That's the quality of life I need because in this restaurant industry, I'm around it. I'm around the beer, the liquor, the wine, I'm in the atmosphere. 
but I don't get a quality of life with my family. So I was like, I want that. So I chased it and I wound up, bro, with the weirdest joint. I wasn't even a salesperson like I thought I was going to be. I was delivering beer. It was the only job that they had for me. They told me I was not qualified to sell beer. <laughs> I laugh now, but then I was kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm delivering beer. I see some like short sales in the system. So I go to those accounts and I'm delivering and I like increase the sale going in. Next thing you know, the sales manager is like, hey, man, you picked up a lot of extra sales for us. I'm just going to make a spot on the team for you. Cool. Oh, wow. Next thing I know, this man gets into an argument with our CEO. Storms at the CEO's office and it's like, I quit. Right. So they put an interim sales manager in. And this dude really started to like question me and get to know me. And he found out my background. He was like, yo, man, y'all lucked up with this dude. I was like, this dude has, he told me, he was like, my man Sizzle has two degrees right now. He's got a degree in marketing. He's got a degree in accounting. Okay. Because nobody really, nobody interviewed me on my way in the door. You see what I'm saying? They just looked at me and said, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They wasted my talents for a little bit. So next thing you know, I'm the sales manager at this brewery. Wow. Brewery ends up in hot water. We get an interim CEO who comes in and she sits down and she talks to me and she learns like, yo, this man used to own a tax office down in the state of Maryland. And here we are right now having some, you know, fiscal solvency issues. So she consults me on some stuff. And then she labels me as the the sales and marketing director for the whole company. Wow. Now, now tell the people, tell us, tell us still shop and still community. How how much of a time frame? What was the duration of that? Like how small of a time frame was when you met the um when you became the sales and director of the company? Just explain that process. So I mean, all in all, it was eighteen months. Okay. Thank right. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a an easy industry, but it's still a small industry, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's seven thousand three hundred craft breweries in the United States right now. Right. Uh, uh, roughly 60 to 65 of those are black owned. Wow. OK. But the craft beer marketplace is a 27 billion dollar industry and 12 percent of those dollars come out of the black community, man. Yeah. That means we're at three billion dollars worth of revenue. So right? definitely we, we, I definitely I definitely want to touch on that specifically because I did do research and I realized that when it comes to the black population, less than one percent has ownership and we're not present in the bearing industry, right? But before I go there, when you enter your yeah, um, beer brewing experience, you first talk about you had marketing, you had um, different degrees. How did your family take that when you chose to decide to become a, to, to join this industry? Only reason I'm asking you, cause you know how black families is bro. When All right. you do something out the ordinary, you know, the norm is not, it's not normalized. So like, how was your family, how your family took that? Well, you know, I grew up in the church, so mm-hmm. it was uh, it was definitely a shock to my mom. You know, they didn't understand it. Um, and I, my my nana, you know, what I'm saying, I love my nana to pieces, bro. My nana still don't get it. You know, she don't understand, but she supports. She comes out and so she, nana. yeah, nana is the that's the truth right there. She comes out and she buys a fish sandwich from one of the food trucks every Friday, man. Oh. Same truck every Friday. My Nana show up every Friday. She buys a, a fish sandwich from this man. You know what I'm saying? 
and then she goes home. She's 75 years old. She drive down the street to get a fish sandwich and go home, man. So not to not to spin it because with um with everything that you said and and, and you wanting to enter the, the brewing industry, same time they like you said, they wasted they were wasting your talents in the beginning. However, you still had a fascination about entering the brewing industry. Um what can you say um was some things that you you picked up while you were doing the deliveries? You get what I'm saying? What kind of beer qualities that you've seen could be improved if you were able to pick up on those things? So my biggest thing was the realization that everybody in the marketplace was talking to the same person. Um, right? Yeah, everybody was looking for this, you know, postgraduate, uh, you know, white dude with his buttoned up flannel and his coiffed mustache. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's got some disposable income, but it's like from like 25 to 60, they had the market segmented for white men in craft beer. Everything you looked at was appealing to white men in craft beer. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the target market. A lot of companies didn't believe that there was money in uh, aligning with the black community or the female voice, or even the LGBTQIA community, right? Uh, so for me, I was like, I'm a football dude. Like, if you want to gain yards, you run where they ain't. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And they ain't over there. They wasn't in our neighborhoods talking to us. They wasn't talking to women. They were talking about women, but not to women. And they definitely wasn't talking to the LGBTQIA community. You see what I'm saying? And for me, as a single dad, I have, you know, two rainbow kids in my house. That's what we say. They call themselves rainbow kids. Uh, And I'm like, they love my industry because it feeds them. They see the fun that I have in it, right? But I'm like, yo, where do they get a safe space at in this industry? Where do they get a voice at in this industry? So, like, I, I lean on them to get a little bit of that, too. Like, I saw that they didn't have it. I don't know their experience. So, at 15 and 16, they communicate to me what they want to see in our industry down to the point where it's like, yo, like we don't rock with that company because they did or said this online, dad. And I was like, I hey, keep me honest. Yeah. You know? Transparency is important. Yeah. So I just saw the opportunity to talk to some people that nobody else was talking to. And that's really what made all the difference. So let me, let me chime in there and piggyback on what you said. Cause that's, that's absolutely a great point right there because um, I can only imagine during the time where you were when, when you were looking to really enter the space, um, it was it was it was a lot of racism going. I can only imagine. Yeah, a lot of it's probably um a lot of judgment ju- judgmental vibes were still going on back then. Of course, same time that experience that you encountered, um, it definitely it definitely impacted you. And I want you to help still shop and still the community understand how. Crafted coaches, of course, because now you're, you're you you have your own brewing company. Mm-hmm. So despite the, that you did go through that in the beginning, you get what I'm saying, and you witnessed that the African American um, community was not really being utilized and was not really being um, um, valued at valued all. Valued at all in the space. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? How how will crafted coaches the the the, the business help the the, the 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 black community get more involved. Like, yeah. how do you see yourself using your platform to get the black community more involved in the space? Uh, so one of the th- things we look at is, you know, 
I study the villains and the heroes of the past, right? Um, so I looked at uh, Carnegie and Rockefeller and how they built their businesses, right? It, they really leaned in on these concepts called vertical and horizontal consolidation, mm -hmm. right? And this is like basically the ownership of every raw material necessary to make your business flow and the ownership of every like uh, tangent good or service that supports your business, right? So, um, but you will forgive me because you know a lot of people is not um, educated, educated right? on certain terminologies that you may use. So if you mind saying which one was the vertical and which one was the horizontal? So like, that's funny, right? So for me, <laughs> vertical is like everything you need to stand up. That's um, your raw materials, right? Horizontal is everything you need to keep <laughs> moving. Yeah. So that's like all the tangent businesses that that go along with what you do. So for me, the mission and I told people I just told a, a guy uh, he's filming a documentary on us right now. Right. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and he told me, he was like, man, the whole thing was so much fun. It was so lively. And he asked me a question about success. And he said it got real dark when I told him my definition of success and like seeing crafted culture be successful. I said, look, man, I'm 35. I'll be 36 this year, you know, just by studying my genealogy and knowing my family tree, I'm on the back half of my life right now. And it's going to take a lot longer than this next 35, 36 years for capital culture to legitimately be a success. So I probably won't see it. Uh, but I hope that I talk so much about what we're trying to do that this movement doesn't stop. 100%. Until there is the capacity to completely vertically and horizontally consolidate this industry, not into my family, but into the black community. And and, and let's just say, first of all, bravo to you. 100%. Like we're gonna highlight all black victory, and what you're doing is giving value to the black community, and you teaching the youth, and you teaching you giving people educational pathways to get there. And a lot of people is not doing that, right? Um, you spoke about your kids and what they can learn from you and how they could better the industry when you even not here. So how how you convince young college students um, that brewing is some way they can go and industrial education is a route that they should take rather than the normal getting a job, nine to five. Like how can you convince 18, you know that target when you ain't college, you know what I'm saying? So how could you convince young college students, young black college students, people of color, that this is the route? Hey, so one of the cool things is, um, and I think the trick is to not make this a fiscal thing for people, right? Because when you come for the money, you leave for the money. Okay. And what we, need, what we need is people who stay with this thing, right? Because I, I can get you with the money. Don't worry. Like the money, like when I, when I break that down to folks, it, it's Jessica Rabbit, bro. It's like the sexiest shit you've seen on the screen. <laughs> at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, yo, damn. Um, but when you look at it from a standpoint of like the benefits and you say, Hey, look, man, you have a passion for chemistry, perhaps, right? I can get you a job in that field and you don't even have to go to school for it. They're like what? Yeah. You can be skilled labor in my industry and understand chemistry, yeah. but not have to go to school for it. And right? I was so on that too, because I did research. And I realized that when you're um, brewing beer, you need to know to um, have knowledge of chemistry, certain sciences like microengineering, certain things. So 
I know that's going to be a challenge. Well, not really. If you let your kids know that you don't really have to go to school. No. So how, yeah. So how has that been for you? How, how have you been successful with getting younger kids to, to, to see the light? Uh, so actually, like, I mean, I'm doing a, uh, it's this program called Ready to Learn okay. over here in the city. Like I partnered with them. Uh, I'm going to be sitting on a panel. We're actually talking to students uh, early on, like much earlier than what we're talking. We're talking, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, letting them know that there's an opportunity out here. You know, we got people in this industry who just run packaging. You know what I'm saying? We got people in this industry who just design beer labels. We got people in this industry who just run social media. You see what I'm saying? Like, we got people who come in this industry and they just manage the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, expose that you can be in this industry that nationally has a 5% fail rate. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, like, remember when I told you I can get you with the math, right? What if I told you that $250,000 is all you need to start your own brewery, right? I can get you in the door somewhere for 250K, right? We want 100 black dudes to do this, all right? So we're talking 25 mil, okay? 100 black dudes or or women, you know what I'm saying? I say dudes a lot, but that's a... uh, general term also it's a gender fluid yeah dude is a gender fluid term in my house like my girlfriend and i were arguing the other day i'm like what is wrong with you dude like you know what i'm saying like (laughs) it's a it's a gender fluid term (laughs) so but if we get this 25 million and we open up 100 nano breweries small breweries right very small we talking about you making like 100 like 200 kegs worth of beer a year Okay. Right. Five of those breweries are going to close if we open 100 of them, man. Five of them. That's it. The other 95 stay intact. That's how not Not to cut you off, one thing I know about bearing brew and just having that trade, having that skill, when you have a skill like that, it's so transferable and it can apply to places, bro. Yeah. And you can still carry it. I had a dude who was uh, at my last brewery he was what you call a cellarman okay all this person does is after the head brewer like makes a beer they basically babysit beer they move it from one tank to the next tank you see what i'm saying they carbonate it they put it in kegs they put it in cans that's wow. they whole job right you know this dude got into beer because he was a chef by trade and they came in when he came in they let him uh do uh this like stillage program where you make beer that is very low to no carbonation and you serve it on the tabletop. I tell people, think about Robin Hood, right? Mm-hmm. Where they put the little wood joint in the in the barrel and then they pour the beer out of it. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing that with like, we use aluminum at this point in time in the industry. We don't use wood. You can, but it's better to just use the aluminum. Yeah. Um, he was introducing new flavors to beers. Like he took a... Um, an amber ale, right? And he like chucked a bunch of like Italian seasonings and like fresh pepperoni into the beer and made a pizza beer. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Another day he took some some Thai chilies and some lemongrass and threw it in the keg with a light beer, made another thing. 
And I, I got on him one day. I was like, bro, I want a Whopper's stout. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not putting hamburgers in the stout. I said, not the hamburgers, homie, the movie candy. So yeah. he reverse engineered that candy, right? So that we could put everything into that stout and let it camp out. And man, we tore through that beer. We tore through like <laughs> 50 servings of that beer in a day. And, 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 and bear history. <laughs> so with that, not to spin it as well, because you guys sound very creative and very um um unique with everything that you guys are doing in, in, um, in your space. Sure. So with that being said, like I can only imagine what you grew up on is much different, not too much different, but it's a little, it's a little different from um, from right now. Um, how how are you looking to to continually um highlight that that African Americans need to not only get in the space, but there's a whole lot of different positions out there to get into the space. You yeah, know what I'm saying? you could you could be packaging. You could be doing um, labeling. You could be doing special, special. What is that? It's like special treats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Custom, custom, custom things like you were doing with the candy and everything. Like how, right. how do you highlight that? How how are you looking to highlight that religiously? Uh, so the first thing I want to do, uh, we're doing this putting this thing together where we produce uh, what's called cicerones. Cicerones are certified beer servers, right? Um, because of what we want to do is like put everything right out in front of people. And if the first experience is a knowledgeable minority in the industry, once you start to see that, because we can produce those faster, uh, people get more comfortable in the industry. They'll trust us as subject matter experts. And then those who want to move forward and to look into like, how do I brew? Like they can come on board as we grow and they can brew with us. And we'll teach you how to brew like right here with us, right? Because the goal is not, for me to have one location. My goal is to prove that this concept is scalable and duplicatable so that you don't have to go through what I went through to get in here. Absolutely. You can just show up and be like, yo, we want to do a crafted culture joint, you know, where we at. I was like, hey, yo, y'all out in why, bro? Like your crafted culture won't look like mine because your culture ain't the same. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But we know what vibe you want to cultivate. So crafted culture in your neighborhood has this playbook you see what i'm saying it has my playbook but all i want you to do is run your formations mm. make it look your way you know what i'm saying dress up the way you want and so we get to that then we're producing more black brewers even more black cicerones more black executives more black hospitality experts you see what i'm saying like even in-house keeping everything melanated for the most part so exactly. let, me, let me ask you just to, just to wrap things up um I want to ask you, like, what, what, what is your ultimate goal? I know you broke it down to different things, but what is Sizzle ultimate goal for crafted culture? Complete vertical and horizontal consolidation of this industry through minority businesses. If I want to buy more hops for my beer, I want to be able to go to a black hop farmer. You see what I'm saying? If I want to hire somebody to sell my beer into stores and restaurants i want that distributor to be black owned you see what i'm saying like that's my goal in this industry is to make sure that every dollar that goes in and around it can get into our community and stay there 100 the black dollar is very right. important and, and definitely we just want to applaud you tell a tell a community where we can find you at tell them the website and uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up man i appreciate you 
No doubt. We are www.craftedculturebrew.com. Crafted Culture Ohio on IG. Craft the Culture on uh, Twitter. And it's Crafted Culture Brewing Company on Facebook. Uh, And if that's all too much to think about, just type in Black Brewery Ohio. And if I'm not the first thing you see, let me know. I got to get back to work. There's something wrong with his computer or their computer. (laughs) No, that means I ain't done enough work. That means my, my, my SEO ain't tight. And I'm going to have to go find a little black nerd to get online and do it for me because that's another job to do in this industry. And we're going to keep it all in-house and keeping it all for the black culture. Crafted Cultures, it was a pleasure, King. Black Victory once again, virtual podcast. We out of here, y'all.